Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains, the frosty-fruited plains, from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Thrope here, on another maddening Monday, maniacal Monday for Torch Report 519, Behold the Next Pandemic. Don, don, don! <laughs> oh, friends, right on cue, just as predicted, they are rolling out another round of insanity, and so I want to start the week by setting the stage with these three little words. Do not comply. (laughs) Do not comply. I can't believe that they're actually going to try to pull this off, but it does appear that they are. So for those who are living in liberal areas or under the tyranny of a liberal state, please take note of the following headlines. Face mask mandates expand amid surge in flu and COVID cases. COVID mask mandates return in California, Illinois, and New York soon, coming soon to a liberal state near you. Uh, Mask mandates return to hospitals in several states amid a rise in cases. Hospitals revive mask mandates as respiratory viruses surge. The CDC sounds major alarm as a new highly contagious COVID variant grips the United States. And another COVID variant is on the rise across the U.S. What is it? How bad is it? You have to click here to find out. (laughs) Oh, friends, hey, if the idiots in your state or local health department attempt to force you, your loved ones, your children at school, anyone you know to cover your face, to restrict your breathing, to breathe in a Petri dish, please do not comply. The masks are not only worthless, the masks have measurably harmful effects, which means that absolutely nobody should be wearing them under any circumstances for any reason whatsoever. That's my opinion as an ignorant peasant. Go talk to your doctor. But the truth is, the masks have never worked. And the masks never will work, according to a century of science. I put a a screenshot from my presentation, Shifting Perspective, in here. I put this presentation together back in 2021. Now, friends, if you're listening on a podcast platform, please know you just have to go to thetorchreport.com. Check out thetorchreport.com, Torch Report 519. You'll see this uh, screenshot, the slide, actually, from the presentation, Shifting Perspective. But it's the science on masks. Masks do not work. They never have. They never will. We're looking at uh, cdc.gov, a couple of different abstracts from cdc.gov. It says evidence from 14 randomized controlled trials do not support any effect on uh, masks having an effect on transmission. There is, you know, all of the literature from 1946 to 2018 showed that there was no significant reduction in the transmission of viruses using face masks. That's coming straight from the CDC website prior to the pandemic. And the reason that masks don't work, based on the blue ribbon studies of 14 randomized controlled trials, is uh, you know, and a, a, a comprehensive analysis of the literature for you know 1946 to 2018. Anyway, the reason it doesn't work is because the virus is simply too small. If you do the math, it does not work. I mean, just. Period. And again, a screenshot there from the NIH.gov website breaking down the size of the virus, uh, the gaps in different weaves of different masks and all of that. Never mind the gaps around the nose and the chin and the self-contamination that comes from fidgeting with the mask and taking it on and off so you can eat and drink and all of that. The whole charade is just 
ridiculous. So please, again, do not comply. That said, friends, I'm I'm well aware that I'm I'm speaking to a very astute listening audience. I'm probably preaching to the choir here. So I want to kind of turn attention, if you will, to a very encouraging headline that I think really slices to the heart of this battle about mask mandates, etc. It's a headline coming out of St. Louis. It says, St. Louis mask... Uh, ma- St. Louis mandates masks masks for city workers and then reverses it within 24 hours. So St. Louis imposes a mask mandate on city workers, but then they got smacked down. They reversed it within 24 hours. Now, here's the, the, the kind of uh, the battle here. St. Louis is a large metropolitan area, roughly 3 million people in the St. Louis metro area. That's nearly half the population of the entire state of Missouri. Now, Missouri. And now, St. Louis, the metro area is run by liberals, but the state of Missouri is run by conservatives. And that's a familiar pattern in many states, right? You've got the big, blue, liberal metropolitan areas, and then you've got a largely rural, conservative constituency in the rest of the state. Now, what we see when we see St. Louis making these mandates necessary and then having to, uh, you know, shut it down is there's a, basically a bunch of brain dead city leader leaders, liberal city leaders trying to jump on the COVID crazy train, right? They don't want to get left behind by all their progressive pals and all the other big blue cities. We're progressive. We're going to put masks on everybody. Meanwhile, level headed, science minded leadership from the state capital was quick to put the kibosh on this. They put the brakes on the stupidity of it all. And I'll read a little excerpt here. It's coming out of the, uh, the St. Louis, uh, the messenger. It says, quote, The back and forth marked a brief revival of a familiar fight over public health policy between liberal St. Louis Democrats and conservative capital Republicans. The two sides spent years challenging one another over mask mandates and business closures in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, period, end quote. So it's, it's more back and forth, this fight between the liberal insanity and those people who are holding on to what is left of sanity in the world today. The point I want to emphasize here is that people's lives are getting yanked around by all of this political bickering, right? Do I, do I have to wear a mask to work today? I don't know. Do I not have to wear a mask? I don't know. Tell me what to do. You know, what does the city state, what does the city say? I don't know. What does the state say? I don't know. What does the CDC say? I don't know. What does the WHO say? You know, there's, there's all of this confusion created by all of this insanity and lost in the confusion is the bigger picture. The bigger picture picture when it comes to masks specifically is that no one has the right to cover your face or your or restrict your breathing ever period no one has the right to cover your face or restrict your breathing not now not ever they never will okay so do not comply in essence all mask mandates are you know, essentially inhumane and harmful. Nobody should be complying with mask po- mandates at any point in time ever. Uh, now, you know, that's been my stance from the very beginning. If you've been with me, you've heard me harp on this before. Or early on, it was really disheartening to see so many conservatives uh, just kind of go along with it, right? Well, come on, just mask up. Do your part. You know, what's the big deal? Just put a mask on. No, it's a big effing deal because nobody has the right to restrict your breathing or cover your face, period. That's dehumanizing. Nobody has the right. The masks are worthless. It's mathematically impossible to stop the spread of a virus with a effing face mask. So, you know, obviously this time things are going to be different. 
But if you've been out and about in town, I'm sure you've seen more masks floating around. So I just want to double down and reemphasize, do not comply. If the hospital says you have to wear a mask, do not comply. If the school says you have to wear a mask, do not comply. If the business says you have to wear a mask, sir, you have to wear a mask, do not comply. Friends, if anyone anywhere at any time says, sir, you have to wear a mask, please do not comply. And I would say be loud and be proud in your non-compliance. Go ahead and make a scene. No, I'm not going to put on a mask. What the hell are you talking about? Masks have measurably harmful effects and they do not stop the spread of viral disease. You're insane if you think you have the right to cover my face with a mask. If you believe that I have to put on a mask, go ahead and come over here and try. You know, do not let these mask Nazis get off on their own delusional sense of power over your life. They do not have the authority to cover your face or restrict your breathing. Do not let them stay comfortable in their smug, ignorant sort of arrogance. I think it's important this time around that we make all of these masked Nazis wildly uncomfortable by refusing to comply in a loud and obnoxious way. <laughs> oh, friends, I believe it would... Uh, it would be wise to prime the mind for these kind of encounters. You know, you might mull over, you know, how you're going to handle it next time you hear somebody say, Sir, you got to put on a mask, you know. Uh, steal your nerves for what lies ahead. You need to galvanize that inner resistance, that inner rebel. And just remember... Every time you choose to put on a mask, you are complying with insanity and you are normalizing crimes against humanity. So please don't! You know, every damn time you put on a mask, you are complying with insanity and normalizing crimes against humanity. So please do not comply. Okay, good talk. <laughs> oh, friends, I don't want to get stuck on it here, but, you know, you may recall that near the end of September... The Biden administration spent some $600 million to ship out 200 million free at-home tests. <laughs> and at that point, that was, again, September, CD the CDC, they were modeling a more severe trend than what was being widely reported. We covered this uh, back in September. And I was like, look, they're, they're, they're spending all this money, they're sending all these things, and they're already telling us there's this, this you know, severe trend out there. But uh, there wasn't a lot of people talking about it at that point in time. So, now, here we are, you know, deduced from those facts, it was clear, I think, that the, the fear-mongering propaganda campaign was just kind of a few months out there rolling, around, uh, rolling it out there, say, like, right after the holidays, and so here we are now. And, and those with their eyes wide open, of course, have seen this coming. I, I've, I've discussed it here on the Torch Report. You know, I'm sure you've seen it elsewhere. You know, this is a setup. It's a, it's a massive manipulation of public perspective. By putting out all these tests, people are going to use the tests. And then comes the surge and the spike in cases. Coincidentally, right around the time that everybody has, you know, gotten together for Thanksgiving and Christmas and all of that. And it's, it's all just sequential fleecing of the people. So they set it up, and here we are now. Now we're going to deal with it. And we've covered it again. Um, I covered it in Torch Report 458, the COVID, blood clots, and cancer. Tor Torch Report 459, the threat of methodical manipulation. I was covering uh, 
uh, you know, not just the setup of propaganda, but also the turbo cancers, the government funded research that's designed to overcome your objections to getting these toxic experimental jabs. Uh, and, of course, the receipts on the depopulation agenda. This is all what it's about. So the masks are just the first part of it, but it's made to drive people to get the jabs. The jabs are made to reduce the human population, period. So after the, uh, I don't know if you guys remember the brief but faded the mysterious outbreak of pneumonia and white lung disease that just rapidly erupted and spread from China to countries all around the world. That was near the end of November. So again, just sequential, bam, 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 end of September, October, November, December. Here we are, first of the year. You know, all signs have been pointing toward another planned pandemic. Just today, uh, you know, there are all these, uh, along with the mask mandates cropping up out all over the place, we see all these other fear-inducing headlines coming out. And they, you know, yes, did you know you can have flu, COVID, and RSV at the same time? You know, oh my gosh, you need to freak out! You know, COVID, flu, and RSV cases are flooding hospitals in the U.S. after holiday gatherings. Soaring COVID and flu cases are being described as moderately severe. You know, the Department of Health is paving the way for the next lockdown. <laughs> this is just a sampling of some of the headlines that are out there. And I, when I saw that last one, you know, it's all fear-inducing propaganda, right? But I see that, that last headline, the Department of Health is paving the way for the no- next lockdown. I thought, paving the way for the next lockdown, you say? Surely they wouldn't do that. Surely there's no way in hell the government's going to try to lock down everyone again. I just, I, it's hard to imagine them doing that. And yet, per the Federal Register, federalregister.gov, effective January 1st, 2024, the, ter- the determination of a public health emergency per uh, U.S. Code 41247D-6D, paragraph B1, <laughs> uh, they says, uh, says, I don't know who the hell is making the announcement. It says, I have determined that there is a credible risk that the spread of the Ebola virus is going to be a public health emergency. <laughs> Excuse me. Now, I, I suppose... If you think about people getting more plucky and kind of feeling, you know, like I don't have to listen to this COVID stuff. They're standing up against the COVID tyranny because a lot of people are realizing that they've been duped into being scared over nothing. And so here, effective January 1, 2024, we see this government announcement that there is a potential public health emergency because of a quote unquote credible risk that Ebola might soon be spreading throughout the land. And wouldn't that sort of reinvigorate public panic, right? Like, oh my gosh, public health emergency Ebola is spreading throughout the land. All of a sudden, once again, we have the requisite fear to justify future lockdowns. Now, that whole public declaration is full of all kinds of legalese. And and the announcement... It was not voted on by any elected representatives, just to be clear on that. It was passed by public health officials, but it's mostly just kind of providing a slush fund for Big Pharma. So Big Pharma can prepare for whatever might lie ahead by developing more vaccines, right? And on top of that, 
this announcement. Uh, the, the determination gives vaccine developers 100% immunity should their jabs end up killing millions of innocent people. Because after all, I mean, these, these jabs are being developed and, and deployed strictly to prevent an emergency. These vaccines are, spend, are, are meant to keep people safe. And so if they end up killing people, it's not my fault they killed people, right? That's what's contained in, within the legalese. Now, one more notable feature coming out of this kind of under-the-radar power grab, this uh, paving the way to for the next lockdown, is this little line, there, there's a sentence in there that says this, this public health declaration is meant to be consistent with the most current World Health Organization stipulations on how the world should handle disease. And those four little words, to be consistent with, they point to the darker agenda of the global cabal. Why should American public policy be consistent with the WHO? Hmm, you know, says the Kyrian peasant. You know, well, because the global cabal said so. That's why, peasant, sit down and shut up and do what you're told. So <laughs> to put this into context here, you know, this, this threat of the WHO directing uh, American public health policy. I put a link in the in the report today to Tucker Carlson's recent take. There's an article out. It says the WHO, the World Health Organization's authoritarian plans for humanity. This is Tucker Carlson commenting on the WHO's authoritarian plans for humanity. And it's remarkably aligned with the opinion of your favorite fuzzy peasant back in Torch Report 123, almost 400 reports ago, I had wrote a report about how the WHO takes over the world. But now we've got Tucker Carlson uh, kind of speaking to the issue. And in his discussion, he's having this talk uh, about the WHO's authoritarian plans for humanity. He's talking with biologist Brett Weinstein, uh, and there was a light bulb that kind of went off in the interview here. And I'm just going to share a little excerpt. Says Tucker, you know, quote, he says, uh, well, I'm not a math genius, but one in 800 shots times billions. He's saying one in 800 shots cause somebody to die. If you take one in 800 shots times billions of people, that's a lot of people. That's like 17 million deaths from the COVID vaccine. Just for perspective, says Tucker, I mean, that's like the death toll of a global war. So, you know, Tucker's kind of turning, he's chewing on it, he's saying, if one uh, in, in 800 shots is causing somebody to die, that means all around the world, 17 million people have uh, potentially would die from the COVID vaccine. Uh, that's like the death toll of a global war. To which Weinstein replies, Weinstein, he says, quote, yes, absolutely. That is, that's the great tragedy of history, that proportion of people. And amazingly, says Weinstein, there's no way in which this is over. Now, this is something I've talked about, the worst case scenario. What's in motion is going to stay in motion. Weinstein says there's no way this is over because we're still apparently recommending these vaccines for even healthy children, I would say down to six months old. We were talking about that last week. So not only are public health officials in the United States recommending masking up and recommending getting jabbed with another round of experimental injections. That would be bad enough if it was just the government. But it's actually the public-private partnerships, the private corporations, and the large nonprofits that are getting in on the action. One more headline in the report here today. The AARP just told 38 million seniors to get their eighth shot, their eighth, not one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth shot of mRNA injections. 
For those who don't know, the AARP, they claim to be the nation's largest nonprofit, nonpartisan organization dedicated to empowering Americans 50 or older. But ironically, by them telling 38 million seasoned adults to get their eighth jab, they're pretty much putting a dent in their clientele, right? Given the fact that uh, even CNN, even CNN, the liberal rag has had to come out and reluctantly admit the clot shots do in fact increase the risk of stroke in older adults. But roll up your sleeve, go get your eighth injection. Dumbass. Uh, put differently, to quote Catherine Austin Fitz, they are trying to kill you. Friends, yet the parade of crazy keeps marching along. And though there are those of us who see clearly all of this insanity for what it is, there are many, many other people who simply know no better than to comply and play along. Our mission should be to liberate as many of these people as possible from this illusion and build up a nation of non-compliers before we get steamrolled by another pandemic. Let's not forget, friends, that resistance is the spice of life, and resist we must, and that is the message of my heart today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take your time and go to the website, thetorchreport.com, find the heart, click the heart, give me some love, subscribe if you have not subscribed already, and of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this magical, maniacal Monday, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.